friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 319 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm answering a question from the Instagrams about how to be more organized. And no, if you're reading the title, that is not a typo. M-O-A-R is the correct spelling because it's a better way to spell more. And then I'm going to wrap up the episode with three additional questions that came also from the gram after I dropped a little ask me anything question box in my stories. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, podcast people. Maestro here, thanking you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So today we have a question from a listener, folks. I love when you ask me questions. I love when you ask me questions. It gives me content. It gives me insight to where you're at. So please DM me, text me, hit me up. I really enjoy this. So we have a question coming in. Uh, from someone on on Instagram, and then I'm going to finish up the episode with three questions. I threw up a question. That sounds weird. I threw up. I put up a question box on the gram in my stories and got a whopping four responses. One was just someone being very kind, you know who you are, and three actual questions. So I will answer those. Uh, And the story around the story there, folks, is keep asking. A part of it here is that when you ask things, I think people are like, "What are my questions never going to get answered?" And so they don't, they you know, people don't respond. So if that's you, keep asking. If you're on the other side, thinking, "Oh, my question's never going to get you know responded to. I'm not going to win something if I you know if I enter this thing." Remember, if you don't enter, if you don't ask, you don't win. You're never going to get the question answered. So you know, you might as well put your your hat. Your hat in, in, in the arena, whatever it's called. Okay, so uh, three questions there. Uh, and a second part of that, actually. I will not say that people don't know what they want, but I will say that people know what they want when they see it. All right? So when it comes to content, oftentimes one of the worst questions to ask can be, what do you want to see more of? Because sometimes people aren't quite sure until they see it. So if this is you as a creator, this is why I need you to take the lead and put stuff out there and then see what lands in terms of what gets questions, you know, generated by it, what actually, you know, people are engaging with more. And then from there, you can go and create more of that content. So it's okay if you ask, put a question box and normally answers. You put a question box that's like, hey, what do you want to see more of and normally answers. I have a pretty decent sized audience and I get the same thing, which is, which is why I very, very rarely, if ever, I don't really do it anymore, ask like, what do you want to see more of? Because people don't ever respond. Whereas if I have a specific question or I do like a poll, this or that, I get way more responses. But I did want to just have a question box this time 
open-ended because when I do my travel Ask Me Anythings, I do get a really good amount of questions there. I was hoping for some with this, but it's okay. Uh, borrowed one from, from Brian and uh, Aaron Straker's book and put the question box up. So I will answer the questions. Thank you to the three of you who asked. And I will answer, and hopefully this encourages more people to ask the next time I put, or to submit a question the next time I put a question box up. Put a question box up. Okay, so the question from Instagram is, I am by definition, look at me, I am by definition unorganized. I have four rotating notebooks for various things, clients, nutrition, biz coaching, etc., and my two other part-time jobs. What are some strategies I can use to implement a better system to stay more on top of things, client notes, etc.? So this was a really good question, and we actually had a little bit of a discussion because I wanted a little bit more information there. Uh, I do believe that we as humans are inherently good. I mean, people want to help. You ask a question, and people are like, they want to give an answer. Uh, but one of the things I found is that the, the, a better next step for me, instead of just providing an answer, is asking more questions and trying to figure out what the actual problem is. And that's where this episode is headed. So... If this sounds like you, if you're feeling disorganized and you're like, man, I just, I need some help with organizing things, I would love it if you asked yourself, why do I feel disorganized? Why do I consider myself to be disorganized? Is it because you are losing stuff or is it because you're not using stuff and it's piling up? My hunch is that for most of you listening to this, you probably fall into that second category. Collector. We spoke about this in a past episode. And to borrow from Winnie, Winnie Lingvik, we have that framework when it comes to uh, never running out of content. Actually, that's the episode it was. Courtney, if you could link that, that would be amazing. I think the the title is How to Never Run Out of Content. And... We have that three-step approach that is collect the dots, connect the dots, communicate the picture. And what I oftentimes see is people just collecting and collecting, collecting. They got notebooks full of stuff. And the notebooks are actually fairly organized, right? This person said they have different notebooks for different things. That's actually a pretty good you know, organization strategy, keeping things separate. But if you never connect the dots, if you never take that information and connect that information to how it is you serve your people, and then take the next step, which is communicate the picture, so aka do something, create something, you are going to feel like you are so disorganized because you have like 11 billion notebooks all around. Now, knowing you, and I'm going to say knowing in air quotes, you, this, the listener, uh, we, we attract what we are. You know, I, I've, I've spoken to a good number of, of the audience and I'm getting a better feel for people. And just in general, I know that if you're listening to this, you're the type of person that does the most, right? You're looking to work harder. You listen to a podcast. Like that's usually a sign of people trying to get more information, do the thing, get some, you know, inspiration to do the, do the work and, and do the thing. So it is my guess that you probably fall into that second category where you are not using the information. Stuff is piling up and then you're feeling overwhelmed. So I asked this, the person that asked that question, we had this discussion and I started asking her this and she was like, actually, 
Yeah. But I was like, are you losing stuff? Like you feel like you go back to find it and you can't find it. And she was like, let me think about this. And she got back to me and she was like, I feel like, yeah, you know, it's kind of 50, 50 that I feel like I can't find stuff. And then some of the times I feel like I'm not using stuff. And so I asked her another question and I was like, why do you feel the need to go back and reference things so much? And she was like, you know, that's another good question. And when we, we spoke some more and what that boiled down to again was lack of implementation, right? She has a current product. God, just bit my tongue. She has a current project that she's working on and just hasn't been able to like finish it, complete it. And she's just like, I'm, I'm getting in my own way. And I was like, this is why you feel like this. Right? You feel disorganized because you're not getting that stuff out. Right? You're not doing the thing, implementing. And honestly, where I was kind of going with the why do you feel like you need to uh, refer back so much is that I found, and this is across the board, right? the more you implement, the less that you need to refer back to things. So it can be nice to have these things. Like, I'm thinking from like a very much a PT perspective when I would take, you know, continuing ed courses. And it was nice to like sometimes have that like manual or something, especially like, you know, the more like fucking complex classes that were like, you know, they sell you on 11 billion classes because they're like, you need to memorize every single thing and where your hand goes and how to test this. And so you kind of need the manual for that. But when you start implementing, suddenly you're like, I got this. You remember how you want to be doing it. And then if you want, you can go back and reference, which is also why I really like that a lot of these classes have gone and you know, the courses have gone digital uh, in terms of their manual and stuff. Because like, paper ain't away. I threw all those away when I was redoing my office and it was like super cathartic. It was just like, but I never even look back at these things. Like I hold on to it just in case. Like I literally never go back and look at this stuff. So it's nice that it's online. So I think that actually ties into the next part where is if you actually feel like, no, like I can't find stuff and I'm like trying to, to reference it. I personally really like having things in my, the notes section of my phone or having them like written down, typed out. I don't say written up, but actually typed up because then it's searchable. So when I have notebooks and notepads and even my whiteboard, I am largely using those simply because the idea needs to get out of my head. And if I'm trying to write something down so that I can use it in the moment, right? If I'm going to write an email or I'm going to record a podcast, uh, sometimes if I'm going to be doing a uh, you know, a program or anything like that. I'm going to be doing a coaching call, running something like running a call in the mafia. I need to write it out and get it out of my head and organize it. And then I'm going to go implement right away. And then it's like, it's fine if it's gone or if, I, no, if it gets erased because it doesn't matter. It's already out there. And you will find, folks, if you don't already agree with this, it is far easier to just create something new than it is to try and like edit this old thing and like kind of get in the same feeling and state of mind that you were in before. So... When it comes to writing things out, I do it largely because there is something definitely with like, you know, neural connections or whatever and writing and it's just, I can get it out better that way than, than if I'm typing it and I can organize things and I can use arrows and things like that. When it comes to something that I'm like, I may need this later, I'm not going to implement it right now, then I do like to have it digital because I can actually search those things. So I've talked about this in a past episode. Uh, just the idea of the concept of using the notes section of your phone, right? So if you have a droid, uh, take it and throw it in the garbage. No, but also, yes. Uh, whatever, you know, app it is, that it is the the same as um, the notes app on on an iPhone. Use that. Uh, but for, the, for my iPhone users out there, the notes app is phenomenal. And I will just create multiple folders based on like the various... Um, 
categories of things that I typically need, you know, buckets I need to make. So I have a folder. I can actually just look at my phone right now. Let me pull this phone up. And if I go to my notes section and I'll see my folders, I have a daily maestroism section. A daily, excuse me, a daily maestroism folder, an intensive folder, a legacy folder, a maestro folder, a mafia folder, a moving with the maestro folder. I haven't taught that class in a while, but uh, and that class is not coming back, but I have a folder for it. I have a newsletter folder, a podcast folder, post ideas folder, quotes folder, rock tape post folder. Rupert has his own folder. Why? I don't really know, but he does. I'm seeing that right now. Uh, I have a social media responses folder. Uh, I have the book folder. Whoa, folks, what's that? Yeah, that book will happen. I will write that book. I have a TikTok folder. I have a to-do folder. I have a Twitter folder. I have a volleyball folder. And then inside of each of those folders, I have individual notes. And so for things that I will want to recall later, I can just search it then. And, you know, the notes section to me is phenomenal because you can put, you know, images into each of the notes, you know, screen grabs, whatever, and obviously just text as well. You can make actual lists in there that you can check off. So from an organizational standpoint, that is my favorite thing to use. You folks may have different things you like. I think some folks out there still use Evernote. Bless you. If you use an Evernote, bless you. I used it for one day and I was like, what is this elephant? This is not working. I can't do this. But anything that's actually going to keep you organized, like uh, truly organized, uh, and then you can actually search it. So if that is, you know, you, you've gone and you sat with it and you're like, why do I feel this way? And you feel like, I can't find anything. Okay, then maybe you need some actual organizational strategies. Uh, and my recommendation for that is keep things digital because they are much easier to find that way. Uh, I like the strategy, the strategy that she had because clearly, you know, she likes to write things out. So having the different notebooks and they're smaller, they're more portable. That also works. Um, but obviously I will lean towards the digital side because you can then go and search. Okay. So the the next part of this is if you're feeling disorganized because you're not using stuff, you're not actually taking action, I'm going to recommend that you look to take action on a single item. Because one of the things that, you know, this person said, it was like, she has all these things going on. And I was like, that gives me a little bit of anxiety just hearing that. And so in order to, to start implementing, right, you have to start somewhere. And I would say pick one thing. You know, that's my whole shtick. Pick one thing and take action on that. Now, what should that one thing be? I believe it should be the thing that is the easiest to take action on. My goal is for you to build momentum. My goal is for you to generate evidence, generate proof that you can, in fact, do the thing, that you can, in fact, complete the tasks. I know that, you know, the, the tendency might be to sit and try to figure out, well, which of these things is going to move the dial the most? Which of these things, you know, has, you know, tentacles into, is that even the right word? That sounds weird, but which, which of these things, you know, ties into, we'll just say that because that sounded weird, tentacles, which of these things ties into these, you know, my other stuff that I'm doing. And so if I do this thing, it'll help the other things. I get that. But realistically, given the fact that your track record is like 0% completion, no judgment. Uh, But if that's the case, then pick the easiest thing and just start there. The goal is to generate momentum. And then you go on to the next thing. 
It's just like if you're trying to clean up a room or anything like that. I actually work with clients on this, and I think it's super fun. And when I say this, I'm saying about cleaning up rooms. That's a great way to give yourself like tangible evidence, like I can do the thing. And so when I'm working with people on this, we're going to start with what is the easiest task? Not like what is like the thing that ties into the other thing? Literally, what is the easiest thing to do that you can get done right now? Do that. Generate proof. Generate momentum. And then we can go on to the next thing. Okay, so to recap that if you are feeling disorganized, number one, ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Is it because I am losing stuff or is it because I'm not using stuff and it's piling up? If it's because you feel like you're losing stuff, then my recommendation is get digital with it because you can actually go and search things. If it's more so because you're not using stuff, you're just collecting, collecting, collecting. All good. Let's pick one thing. Let it be the easiest thing and start there. Generate evidence, generate proof, generate momentum, and then we can go on to the next thing. Okay? All right, so let's move on quickly to these next three questions, and then we'll wrap up the Thursday Shorty. Thank you, by the way, for listening to last week's Thursday Shorty, which was long as shit. That was almost, I think it was over an hour. Um, And also... Thank you, Jackie, Dr. Jackie, for reaching out and letting me know if the episode hadn't gone up. Folks, I have, so actually, Courtney now schedules these episodes to go live at, I believe it's 1 a.m. Pacific on Thursday mornings. So if it is after that time and the new episode hasn't loaded and you're one of my awesome people who listens to this on, on the regular every Thursday please message me. We had some issues with Blueberry, which was the host. Sometimes it's just a scheduling error. The calendar, I'm going to blame WordPress because the calendar, the dates are weird, like, you know, Sunday to Sunday. And sometimes you think you're setting the right date and you're like, oh, wait, shit, that was actually Friday that I clicked on. So if, if you notice that you want to go listen to the episode and you're like, it's not there, please message me. Uh, Dr. J-Pop has done this for me in the past. Thank you. Stephanie Hine has done this for me in the past. Thank you. Dr. Jackie Fenton, hit me up and let me know. Thank you. So if this happens, please hit me up. I'm super, super grateful. Like I'm a human. Courtney's a human. These things happen. Uh, and it's super helpful if you just let us know like, oh shit, it, it, you know, it's not up. So thank you. So like I was saying, thank you for listening to that past, that prior episode. It was super long, so we're going to try and keep this one uh, not as long, okay? All right, so the first of the three questions that I got uh, was things you wish you instituted five years ago. And I love this question because I hate this question. And uh, to the person who asked, you're the best. Thank you for asking this. The reason I hate this question, I, I don't like this kind of question. I don't like questions that are like, what was your biggest failure? Or, you know, what do you regret the most? It's just... To me, it's like a, a, way, a great way to like run into a pole. And what I mean by that is that you're like looking backwards. You cannot move forward while looking backwards. My right? nervous system won't let you. You cannot run full speed while looking backwards unless you're like a 
you know, professional athletes. And even then, like, you're not going true maximal speed. So uh, there's nothing that I wish I instituted five years ago. I truly believe everything happens when it's supposed to. I'm not going to waste, uh, you know, time on regret because I can't, I can't do anything about it. Right? So you're just like sitting in this shit like, well, I wish I did it. Like, but you can't do anything about it. So I know where this person is coming from and asking this, uh, you know, it's kind of like helpful business tips and things like that. But to specifically and pointedly answer this question, things you wish you instituted five years ago, nothing. Things happened with the way they were supposed to, when they were supposed to. And because I, wanted, I, because I personally was ready or was not ready for things to happen at a certain time. So I did or did not do things at that time. And I'm very happy with, with how they've turned out. Uh, one thing I guess if I if I have to like answer questions or something out there is like something that you should always do right now if you haven't done yet is start saving like that of anything else or anything ever rather start saving now because you will wish that you had started five years ago so start saving right now okay open up your IRA your 401k your your SEP whatever it is Start saving. Put on your mattress. I really don't care, but start saving. Okay, the second question is totally different direction, but let's answer it. Massages. How often and why? Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big massage person. I never really liked them. Didn't really like that part of PT school. I don't really like people touching me. Uh, so I don't get them often. Uh, when I started beach volleyball and it was like very stressful on my body, uh, eventually I, I went and got one. Shout out to Sarah, my dope-ass massage therapist. And shout out to Beth, who was the one who told me about Sarah. Um, So, you know, for me, it is not uh, something that I just do on the regular. I know plenty of people who like doing that. And it's part of their self-care. It's part of their recovery. uh, It's part of their maintenance. And that's awesome. Uh, I also, clearly with my background, am a big fan of manual work. It absolutely works. Uh, We can have that discussion it's not even a debate because it works we can have that discussion uh you know another time uh, but i'm also a huge proponent of of, of self-care um and self-myofascial work and things like that and rolling out absolutely one thing i do want to say about this is this concept of how do i want to phrase it realistically most of us wait until I don't even know if we wait till the wheels fall off, but we do wait until there's a little bit of a rattle or like a light comes on. That's how we do stuff. So if you're marketing, you know, you're a PT and you're marketing, don't shame people for that. And also consider having a service that addresses that. I get that realistically you'd love for people to like go before they need it, but like who the fuck does that? Like with anything, You as a PT, if that's how you're marketing, look in the mirror. Do you do that? Are you rotating your tires? Like, you know, however often you're supposed to do it. Are you changing your oil oil way before you're supposed to? You know, are you going, I don't know, doing other stuff to the car? I don't even know literally what else you're supposed to be doing to the car. But are you doing all of these things? So let's not shame our audience because it, you know, simply because it would make our jobs easier. Uh, Let's meet them where they're at. And I would offer that perhaps a better model would be encourage people to be more active. And I'm not kind of I'm not saying that like in a sleazy way, because like, but at the end of the day, 
for real, you, you encourage people to be more active. One, they're probably going to get injured. Like they're going to get something because they're being more active. So maybe injured isn't the right word, but they're, they're going to be in need of services. But also, when people are more active, suddenly they, they switch from that preventative goal that they never fucking had to performance goals. And alleviating pain, you know, relieving pain, alleviating pain is a performance goal. And so what if we just pushed that more and we pushed performance? Go do the things that you like doing. Go out instead of like trying to scare people. and Like you're not ready. You don't have the range of motion. Go fucking be active. Cool. And maybe something happens. And if it does, guess what? I'm here for you. And we're going to make you better than before. And there you go with that performance. People are like, yeah, I want to I go do that. They have a taste of like how fun it was to go hike. They had a taste of how fun it was to like throw with their kid. I don't know. And they want to get back to that. So, you know, my soapbox speech there is instead of shaming folks for driving it till the wheels fall off, because we all do, perhaps let's encourage people, go drive it. Go ahead. Get out there. I'm thinking of Anna Hartman right now because she does that. She's like, go ahead. Go. She did a funny reel about that because, you know, it's like you tell patients to go and they're so used to people being like, no, you can't, you can't, that they're like, wait, what? Excuse me? So I could, how about we tell them to go? And then maybe they get, you know, dinged up a little bit. That's cool. We're there for them. We have a service for that. We encourage performance and then look at us. Everyone's happy. So the original question, massages, how often and why? Uh, I don't get them that often. I get them when I feel like I need it. When it's just like, you know, you cannot do the same thing on yourself, especially from like a relaxation perspective that somebody else can do. Uh, and certain parts of your body you just like can't put the same kind of force through and, and i'm thinking therapeutic force like it, it's just like hard to get your lower leg and that's where a big area for me uh that's funny it's actually not a big area my lower leg is very skinny but that is oftentimes a, a point of tension so if it's just more helpful having someone else do that uh so shout out to my dope massage therapist sarah for hooking that up and helping me out uh and shout out to to anna hartman as well she's definitely she's not a massage therapist uh, but she does do body work and there is some manual component in, the, in there uh obviously largely pre- preceded by super dope um assessment but yeah that's my long ass answer to that short question all right and the last question here not burning the ships but also not burning out. So for this, I think this is a really good question. And number one, first thing I will say is that I truly believe that burnout is more a product, more so a product of not doing enough of what you love as opposed to just doing too much of something. Because I think we've all had that experience where, like, when you're working on something you love, you're just like, I'll keep doing it. Like, at this point, you you folks know I'd, I'd be going to volleyball all the time. What stops me is literally my body is being like, you, you shouldn't do this right now. But otherwise, I'd be going all the time. And I can do so much of that. And I'm not like, oh, I'm, I'm getting close to getting burned out. I'm like, can I play more? No, my knee said no. Okay, so we're going to just take a rest. So I think that this ties into that not burning the ships. Because you folks also know I do not like that burn the ships model. Burn the ships model is basically like you just jump all the way in before, and it implies before you are not ready, but before you have some other plan in place that's working and proof of concept with this other plan. So perhaps we should say, 
You can burn the ships as long as you've made new ones first. And that, I think, is where I want to go with the answer for this, is that it's going to be a fine line. And this is when you start to know that it's almost ready to burn those old ships because you have built the new ones. All right, this person that I'm looking, that asked this question, I know that she is building, building, building and having great success with the new building, of, you know, the building of the new ships. The new ships aren't like, ooh, they just look a little chaka-chaka. Like the new ships are good. They're solid. And so at some point, you will have to take a bit of a leap, right? I, I think back, and I've spoken about this and it might've been like in an old ass episode. I have a tough time with time. Sometimes I'm like, I said it last week. And then I'm like, that episode was two years ago. That's right, so why I said that. But I know I have spoken about this on a past episode and used this example where if you've ever gone to one of those like ropes courses where they go to like try to do like team building shit, there's always one obstacle that if you are like built of like an average proportion, you know, it's, you know, typical, typical, pretty typical proportion size, there's always one obstacle where you're standing on something and the only way to get to the next step is to actually take a bit of a leap like usually you'll stand on something and you're like holding on to something and you're like all right i'm good here and you like try to lean forward as much as you can and you're like this dusty shit is like just out of reach that is oftentimes where you will get to in your career when you kind of have this side hustle going. I got there. I, I, I'm very familiar with this. And you have to let go of this old thing. You have to burn those old ships in order to go back, in order to go forward, excuse me, to the next thing. I will backtrack a little bit on that. And I, I said burn the ships to keep with this like analogy, but in reality, what we do, especially most of us, movement providers and things like that, like you're not actually burning those old ships. Like they're just like, not using them anymore. And that's, that's also part of the reason I went into physical therapy because I was like, I will always have this safety net of like, I can go back to this thing. I might hate it, but like I could do it if I needed to. And I was like, man, Rupert and I got to eat. I could go get a job in a hospital. I could go do this thing to make ends meet. And so you will get to that point where you're like, I have to let go of this thing that I'm holding on to in order to get to that next rung. And that's where I want to go. That is my goal. It's my goal is 100% to go to that next rung. Then you have to let go and take a little bit of that leap because at some point you will get to exactly where this young woman is where you're like, I am getting burned out. And you know why she's getting burned out? Because she's at a point where she's doing too much of that stuff that, that doesn't light her up. And so when you find that, because right time is finite, when you find that and you're like, dude, I, I just don't have the time anymore. And this is the... This is the Advice I give everyone when we first start talking, right? To remove urgency from the equation, you do both at the same time, right? You do the side hustle and you do the, the current job and you fit the side hustle in where you can. That is normal. That is how it works. And you keep going and keep going and like your hands are moving equally, right? I'm like, I'm like raising my hands up right now with like my palms raising up. You keep going until this side hustle starts to kind of outpace your current job, your standard job, your, your full-time gig. And with that, when that starts to happen, suddenly you're like, okay, I, I'm faced with this decision of it may be time to get rid of these old chips and just go all in on the new thing because I don't have the time anymore for this thing to grow. And this is the thing I want to be doing. The cool part is that even though you feel like 
if, because you know, if I get rid of this other, you know, my, my full-time gig, if I get rid of that, I'm going to have to work so hard and so much more on my side hustle, my current, like, you know, side hustle, but soon to be full, full-time gig. I have to work so hard on that, and I'm already burned out. Remember, though, you already know what I'm going with this. You're burned out because you haven't had enough time to be doing that thing you love. You've been spending time working for somebody else with clients you don't even like having. So you pull that back, you open up more hours, and I promise you, suddenly that burnout goes away. And you're like, let's go. Let's get these clients in who I actually want to work with. Let's create this content. Let's make this program. Let's offer this one-on-one service. Because one, you're like, I got to pay my bills. But two, I want to be doing this. Okay, so super dope question. You never have to burn anything. But at some point, you will have to be like, those ships ain't the way. I've been building these new ones. And in order to finish them and make more of them, I got to go full time on this and just stop with the old ones. I'm not burning them. They're always there. I can go back to that shit. But it's time for the new ones. And that burnout you're feeling it will go away because suddenly you will have more time to be working on the thing that lights you up. Okay. Those are the three questions. Hopefully, maybe it inspired you to ask some questions. To, if I do a question box on Instagram to drop some questions in there, I'll answer literally anything. So uh, we spoke about being disorganized, feeling disorganized, and you know whether you're actually disorganized, if you're losing stuff or you're just not using stuff. Uh, and then we answered those three questions, and that's it. That's all that I have for you. If you want to submit a question, slide into my DMs, The Movement Maestro. We'll link that in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. Or you can text me. I legitimately will get back to you. 310-737-2345. If you're international, that is the WhatsApp number as well. Uh, or you can DM me if you're international. So it's not like you have to only be in the U.S. Okay? All right. As always, endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for each and every one of you. Actually, I just realized this episode is going to go out on the 26th, which means that the Monday after this drops, so if you're listening to this today, it drops, it's, it's August 26th, the Monday after this drops, uh, my doors for the, my, what am I saying? Doors for the Instagram intensive will be officially open to the public. They will be, they're open this week for people on the wait list, my early adopters, early action takers, but on the 30th, they will open for one week to the public. And this will be the, the last round that I'm running uh, for 2021. So it will be round nine of the, of the intensive. Uh, it will start on September 14th. Uh, doors open to the public uh, August 30th, and they will close on Friday, September 3rd. So if you're wanting to take action, right, maybe you are doing a lot of collecting and you're not doing a lot of connecting or communicating, Hop on into the intensive. Would love to have you final round for 2021. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, that will be, able, be able to, you will be able to register link in my bio. You'll be able to register uh, via my website for that. Or you can send me a DM and be like, yo, I want in and I will send you the registration link. Okay. All right. That is officially all that I have for you. 
As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your likes, your subscribes, your reviews, your DMs, your shares on social, just all of your texts, all of it. Super, super grateful. Until next time, friends, maestro, 